We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, and I am joined as always by my enthusiastic co-host Rohan Kadi, and we are here to discuss a singular topic that is very important right now, both to the Bucks long-term and to Bucks Twitter. What's up with Brooke Lopez? Is Brooke Lopez back? Is Brooke Lopez here, the new re-energized since the break? Brooke Lopez here to stay? We're going to go deep on Brooke Lopez. Rohan, how's it going? I'm doing great. Can't really complain right now, even though uh, last episode, I was talking about how warm it was, and now it's just it's cold again. Wisconsin, gotta gotta love uh, Wisconsin weather all the way around. It's just a dreary gray day outside right now. But other than that, can't really complain. That's yeah, good. I can't really complain in general because uh, because of the Milwaukee Bucks and what we're about to talk about. And Brooke Lopez, who I, if you are a listener of the new Buck Stock Radio, <laughs> you know that I am heavily invested in Brooke Lopez. <laughs> so this is a very good topic for us. Especially it is. It is. Yeah, it's great for you as the Bucks are now four game win streak. I couldn't remember exactly before the deadline. I know they have gone three and oh since the deadline. Nine of their last ten. Not oh great note. Nine of their last ten. And I feel like it hasn't felt like a super convincing nine of their last ten stretch, but they, they have been getting the wins, which is important. A couple of easy wins in that stretch. But I think I mean we were just joking off air, you know. Regular season success in itself is not something we get super excited about, whether it's the Bucks or even another team around the association anymore, but specific things are what we get excited about. And the most exciting, at least from the last three games, two of them in particular, is the Brook Lopez resurgence. So I shared this on Twitter this morning. 
But just to further illustrate the difference we've seen in Brooke Lopez on defense since the All-Star break, here's his blocks and average plus minus before or after. So he played all 36 games first half of the season. I don't know if we gave him enough props for that. Props, Brooke Lopez. That's a lot of minutes for the big fella. He should probably play a lot less uh, going forward. But 48 blocks across those 36 games, which is 1.3 block per game. And, you know, blocks per game are not all about defense. You know, Hassan Whiteside will average like 95 blocks per game and still not actually. Future Laker good. Hassan Whiteside. Future allegedly. Laker Hassan Whiteside. Um, it, it's not automatic. It doesn't automatically mean good defense, but I do think, you know, it means something. I do think there's been a crowd that is discounted box stat, box score stats almost too much. Like it literally does mean something. I mean, it, it's useful to do that. Um, and the Bucks were plus four. Uh, per game in Brook Lopez when he when he played before the break. Since the All-Star break, three games, nine blocks across those three games. That's an average of three blocks per game, literally tripling his production from before. No, not literally tripling. That that would be higher, but nearly tripling. Almost tripling. Almost tripling his production. And the Bucks have outscored teams by nearly nine points per game when he's played. So that is also not tripling, but it's more than doubling. Basically, the very rough way of looking at his positive aggregate. And to even take it further, I don't think he was particularly good in the first Wizards game, but he was very good. Um, what was the first game? Was that the Knicks? Yes. The the Knicks game, he was very good. Um, did really good work on Julius Randle. And then the second Wizards game, all nine of his blocks came in those two games. And across just under 58 minutes, he was a plus 38 in those games, Rohan. He dominated. He was really good. I'm a little unsettled seeing it. So what are your initial Brooke Lopez thoughts at this current moment? Did we, was I right? Were we right, I should say, when we said he's a 16-game player and to not trust this? Does he just need more rest? What is going on here? I think the first thing you have to look at here is definitely the rest factor. Because th- we've talked about all season about how these are very compact games in terms of scheduling. Like we were just talking off air about how it's weird that the Bucks don't play from uh, Wednesday till Saturday. <laughs> and that's just, that's uncommon this season, even though it would have been necessarily like a commonplace in previous normal seasons. So we've seen a lot of just close games, slogs, back-to-backs, home and homes, just a lot, a lot of games in a close-knit window of time. And it's difficult on players, especially when they're getting up there in age like Brooke Lopez, who is uh, nearly 33 years old. He turns 33 on April Fool's Day. Great birthday. Um, But getting that week off, especially when he doesn't really have to do anything because he's not an all-star or participating in anything, it's just it's it's good for these players to get rest. And that's that maybe maybe all he needed was rest, like you were saying. And. I don't know. Maybe that's the end all be all, but I don't think that's the case. I think the case is he's getting a little bit more trigger happy in a good way. He's feeling himself a little bit in terms of offensive production. Like let's take a look at his shots per game since coming out of the all-star break, even dating back to the game against the Grizzlies right before the all-star break where Drew Holiday hit that game winner. He had 11 shot attempts in that game and then Knicks game and then both Wizards games, 11, 10, 12 shot attempts. Just going back through his season logs, ever since like uh, January, early January, he's had like four or five games of double-digit field goal attempts. And now he's had double-digit field goal attempts in every single game coming out of the break. You need to see more of an aggressive Brook Lopez in order to get you know production from Brook Lopez. And I know you were talking about defensively. 
But offensively, he sort of feeds into himself. He's a streaky player. We've seen that in the past. So just getting and feeling himself on the offensive end leads to more aggression on the defensive end, and it's just a more locked-in player. I think that's a great point about his shots per game. I do. It's funny because sometimes I do eye roll at the amount. It almost does feel like they're feeding him looks lately, right? Like he's like Giannis is finding him when he drives, and Brook is like it's one of those where you're semi open, you're kind of even with your man. And I have seen a lot more of Brook Lopez like taking those drives to the basket and like finishing, which you know I don't necessarily love, but I don't hate either. I mean, he always has had great touch around the basket. It's not terrible. Um, he takes a lot of threes. He actually, ironically, all this success he's had with, with regard to plus minus since the break, hasn't shot all that well. I think he's like two for nine from three since the All-Star break. So the three-pointers aren't even necessarily falling. I'm not as worried about that, though. And I do think there is an element. Well, I'm sorry, what was he? Four of 16 from three in these last three games. Has he taken that many, Mike? Oh, maybe it was just the two good ones. He's two of nine. So, yeah, he's really pulling, right? Like, that's a lot of shots per game, um, a lot of threes per game. But if it does help him get – maybe it's just an overall confidence consistency thing to help him get going a little bit more. I don't know. Another good point I saw raised, I'd love to hear your thought on this, is was it kind of getting more acclimated with the new ways the Bucks are playing? And is that something where maybe Brooke Lopez himself and the rest of the team is more comfortable playing more switching, you know, maybe modified drop, maybe lesser drop. And is that having an impact on how Brooke Lopez looks out there? Yeah, that might be it as well. We've talked previously about how he hasn't really found comfort in the system yet, but now we're seeing more diversified looks for him. I know Nakai's Duncan on Twitter has been uh, sort of going through film. Yes, the GOAT, absolute GOAT. Shouts to Nakai's as always. Uh, he was going through a little bit of uh, Bucks film against the Wizards, and he was seeing sort of Brooke Lopez being put in different situations, uh, coming off like Bradley Beal coming off of screens, and then Brooke Lopez recovering in different ways. He would hedge, he would sort of drop in in uh, a modified respect and sort of drop higher. He would curl off the screen as well. It was There was a lot of different things that he was doing out there against you know similar offensive sets. So we're just seeing more comfort in Brook Lopez because like we talked about, he's only been asked to do drop coverage, deep drop coverage in his seasons in Milwaukee. And then the occasional just like switch everything when everything isn't working, just like this break glass in case of emergency, do this. And we've only seen that like a handful of times throughout like the past two years. But now this season, we're seeing a lot of different coverages. And now it looks like Brook Lopez is finally, finally getting acclimated to that. So I do think that is a valid that's a valid reason to say why Brook Lopez is maybe a little bit more comfortable in the system because he's playing with it more. He's definitely playing it with, with it more. He's getting used to it and that could lead to his production increase. I agree. I'm still a little, I'm still a little hesitant. I'm going to need to see more of a sample. I mean, you know, the Knicks are good, but I think kind of with the way their spacing is, it's kind of an optimal ish matchup for him. Alex Lynn will shoot a little bit, but still, you know, not the best player. I think it's hilarious that he was drafted where he was, given how average he is at pretty much everything, um, is what I said in the last pod. So I need to see it against more opponents. It's a bummer that Joel Embiid is out for the next couple of weeks, but namely from Milwaukee's Wednesday night game against Philly, because that's kind of been something that's been touted as, even if he's not as spry, he's still big enough to be useful on Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has been like an all-over-the-floor cover shooting from everywhere. It would have been a super fun matchup. I still think at the end of the day, you probably prefer Giannis on that cover, but I would have liked to see Brooke get some shifts 
at Embiid. So I want to ask you, you know, I caught a little flack for saying Brooke Lopez was maybe a good player for these Milwaukee Bucks. And to be clear, if he continues to play like this over these last, well, two of these last three games, there's no question, right? Like he's clearly a good player. He's the guy I campaigned early last season to be defensive player of the year. But do you think over the early part of the season, you know, was he a good player? Was he a, a good, like, not like, you know, all-star, but like a plus rotational player all told over this first part of the season we've seen, or was that a little bit of a hashtag take from me? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to try to live what I'm going to say. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's through the first half of the season, pseudo half of the season before the All-Star break, Brooke Lopez was like literally not a net positive for this team. He was literally like a net negative for this team. Correct. And he, you could say that through the numbers. You could also say that by watching the games. He just wasn't <laughs> Brooke, getting there. He was not getting there. He looked like he had lost a step in every single regard. So it's fair to say that now he's being a good player when previously he really wasn't. So I think that's fair. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Yeah, I mean, I think just listing it out made it look worse than it was because I think I had him 10th among bucks but it's like i mean the first three guys are going to be obvious right then in some Giannis order Chris and bobby portis yeah exactly uh and then drew in there as well uh you know dante burn forbes i think i had dj augustine above him that's probably Thanasis. i didn't i almost included the as a good player but i was like 
think we're jumping the gun a little bit. I probably should have had Brooke above DJ Augustine, who I think, like, Brooke sometimes has been good or at least passable on defense, and then sometimes is, like, legitimately quite good on offense. I think there's a, a large variance there, but, like, there's some games where he'll get to the rim, he'll draw free throws, and he'll hit threes. DJ Augustine, like, the defensive ceiling is so low, and so is the floor, right? Like, you're never going to get, you know, stopper. DJA. Like sometimes he's going to be legitimately useful offensively, good enough to ignore the fact that he's just so small. And I do think we've seen the turnaround there. But I would say Brooke Lopez overall better than DJ Augustine. So should have been at worst ninth, not tenth. But yeah. Yeah, I I think right now. I he mean, looks to be good. to be fair, let me let me uh let me go back on what I said earlier sure. a little bit. So I'm not gonna say he's been a bad player for the team. I will not say that. I'm saying he's not been normal Brooke Lopez that we've been used to seeing. He's not been like an actual positive on the team. Let me say that. He's sort of been sort of been a neutral. Sort of been a neutral. Like he still produces. Like you were saying, he's averaging over a block a game. Uh he's had like, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, five single digit scoring games in like the last three months, essentially. So he's still producing like he's still a good player. Hmm. He's still a player. He's always been a player. Um, yeah, even he'll over... still be like I don't want to say good player, but he'll he's still like a serviceable player. I will say that he had been a serviceable player. It's just there's a different level you need to hit when you're a crucial starter on a team that wants to win a championship. That's the bar. So when yeah. you're a serviceable player, that's that should be that's the floor, right? That like you need to do that. You need to do more in order to be like okay, this team has real potential. Because he, he's starting for this team. It's not like he's just a, a role player, right? Correct. Uh, it, it's a little troubling to me that even over these last three games alone, the Bucks' defense has been better with Brook Lopez off the court, 100 defensive rating without him, 107 with him, but over three games, I, okay, super I, noisy, I, and they were blowouts. Yes, but also I will say to that point, that does not necessarily mean that Brooke Lopez is a negative impact on defense. It That's means true. that without Brooke Lopez, they can go to schemes that allow for greater defensive potential. That's not like, no, I know that's what you know that. I'm explaining to no, everyone. No, no, totally, totally. That Brooke Lopez uh, being worth, like the team playing better on defense without Brooke Lopez means that they can go to Giannis at center lineups and sort of switch everything and wreak havoc. So that's just, that's peak defense bucks. That does not mean that Brooke Lopez is playing bad defense. That means the bucks can reach another level without Brooke Lopez on the floor. Yeah. And, and I think, I guess that ties into another interesting question I have for you that I've been thinking about. Do you think this resurgence, you know, does it change how you look at, you know, potential moves that would see Brook Lopez traded or a different player brought in. I still think it's probably worth investigating finding a better stretch four. I think Giannis at the five, the results are so mixed. Sometimes they really are bad on defense just because it seems like no one's used to not having that defensive anchor in the paint. But sometimes the switchy lineups look utterly dominant. So I guess two-part question, you know, is a stretch four still maybe the top need? Maybe not. Or do you still want to straight up replace Brooke Lopez with a different center? I think straight up replace is uh, sort of a bad use of assets because if you have, this is really the only tradable salary that Milwaukee has (laughs) on their team. So if you are trading Brooke Lopez, you should be upgrading a different position (laughs) because it's hard to upgrade that 
straight center position trade, like center for center trade. So if you're trading for Lopez, you're hopefully getting another like solid guard or wing to add to the rotation. So in that respect, just trading him to replace him is bad asset management. But if you trade him to upgrade somewhere else, you could find a replacement. But I wouldn't say trade him just to replace him. Do you want to trade him less because of these last three games? That's a tough question. Uh, that, a tough I guess question. the the real question is like how how little of a sample size will cause you to change your feelings on players, which I think I mean personally, I think I'm a little less inclined to trade him because we've seen like there's still something in the tank that he called on. I mean, even though you know we I talked about you know the matchups aren't exactly you know finals contending teams or whatever. He just looked better, and I, I don't think it's entirely dependent on on who the Bucks are playing. I think he just looked a little bit springier. So I do wonder. I I, I now feel like there's more potential there that the Bucks could get out of Brook Lopez, which I just felt like we had not seen on defense for so long. That I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm less. I'm certainly less inclined to want to like like let's get off the contract so we get a better MLE at the moment. Yeah, that that was never really my rationale to begin with, but it does it does give me a little bit of uh, hesitation his recent play because he would be a great matchup uh, against Brooklyn. You really? really would. Really? Why I do you think, think that? Would. Because I feel like we, we've seen Brook Lopez like in matchups where he's like, oh, he's going to get played off the floor, and he doesn't get played off the floor. And Brooklyn's just the next example of that. They're like, oh, we're going to go super small on uh, offense because we have to. And we're going to see like, we're going to make you beat us that way. Okay. I I don't want to get into this rationale of Milwaukee's, uh, you know, sort of sticking to their game plan and be like, oh, no, they have to beat us because that's just fails to react. And we've seen that uh, sort of implode on Milwaukee in the last two postseasons. I don't want to get to that. I don't want to vouch for that. But it does have some sort of value when you say that, oh, we can play this style and we can also match you. So what are you going to do about it sort of thing? Because we've, like I just said, we've seen Brook Lopez not get played off the floor in matchups. So if if he can hold his own in Brooklyn, like in a potential Brooklyn matchup, that's just that's an X factor. And you need all the X factors that you can get in the playoff series, especially one that looks like it'll be close. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully it'll be close. Hopefully. Um I I'm not worried about, you know, Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan for sure. No. Like I think <laughs> none neither of those guys is gonna torch Brooke Lopez. I do think the issue is like if they run pick and rolls and, and you're switching and then it's like Brooke Lopez on KD or Brooke Lopez on James Harden, that's a different story. But I think that's true for multiple players on the Bucks. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting yeah. just we to also see saw how they that play. against we saw that against the Wizards, given it's the Wizards, but we saw Bradley Beal attacking Brooke Lopez on defense, and he reacted differently. Like I, I talked about earlier, they threw a bunch of different schemes at him, and it seemed to work. It forced Bradley Beal to get the ball out of his hands. So it's, I wouldn't say it's ideal. It's definitely not ideal in those matchups. If you can go to a better lineup, you should. But if Brooke Lopez is capable of, like, let's say, catching fire on the offensive end, you can still play him on the defensive end. I think that's true. Uh, I, I think honestly, all season long, he hasn't looked that bad to me. Like perimeter defense, like when he's when he gets isolated on someone, I feel like he's done okay. I don't think he's gotten torched. I mean, he's still, not he's still massive. He's still a massive human being. Yeah, like he's he's seven foot, basically seven one, two hundred and eighty two pounds. Like 
if you're going to just drive at him, good luck. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and especially think, when you have a backside help defender like Giannis. Yeah, exactly. And I think what's nice is a lot of people try to shoot over him, but he's like, he's tall and like he has a big reach. Like it's hard to shoot over Brooke Lopez. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think I'm almost one over that he's, he's a pot. He's, at least can be a positive player. I guess the final he can be a positive. That's a good way to put it. The final he question is the potential. And I guess that kind of answers it, but like, do we buy this? Yes, I have all the stocks. <laughs> yeah, you literally do for your for your buck stock radio uh, gains and your bragging rights this week. If it if it holds up, please. <laughs> I want to. I mean, for how long was I on the sixteen game player thing? I just, I, I really think, think you, ever, you didn't get off it until like December. At least, uh, I yeah. guess I shouldn't say uh, January. December is when the season starts. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say like late January or sometime February is when the reading materials found their way into my, my hand right next to a reading lamp. But yeah, I don't know. I think I buy. I think they just got to be more careful with him. I, I think at this point, I don't think I want to see him playing thirty minutes in regular season games anymore. Like you have Bobby Portis, you have Giannis. Yeah, I think if they could find, I, I guess they have Diakite as well to just like spot minutes. I think at this point, like just don't play in 30 minutes anymore might be the best and, and see, see what that does. It's like a science experiment, right? Like let's change a variable and see how the results go. We've seen more rested Brooke Lopez has looked a lot better. 25 minutes a night, pal. And we'll have Bobby Portis and Giannis out there and, you know, sop up eight minutes with Diakite and see how that goes. And it feels like a win-win, right? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And to be fair, he has not really been playing over 30 minutes a game. I thought earlier in the season, I think he played. I mean, he's at 27 for the whole season. I know, I know he's gotten there a few times. Just, yeah, I think like 10, 15 times, something like that. Okay, but you so do not see the, a like, third. Maybe just, yeah, just like less minutes overall, I think is a good way to look at it, like you were saying. So just a little less minutes, just experiment a little bit because that's what this team's been doing. So just like, you know, just throw some, throw some lineups out there. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure they yeah. will. Like they've proven themselves at this point in the season. The Bucks coaching staff has. Oh God, I hate saying that. Uh, <laughs> but they they've shown that they are willing to actually try things. That's true. Um, yeah, twelve games, as you said, he's played thirty or more minutes. I just like maybe maybe make that the ceiling. I mean, he's got thirty three or more four different times this season, and nearly a fifth. That's just that's a lot. That's a lot. Of, a lot of minutes for the big fella. Maybe we cut that back and we get more of this good Brook Lopez. Yeah. I I do not disagree with you whatsoever. Yeah, I I hope so. I mean, I guess that's the the enduring takeaway is like hopefully we get more of this. I think that'd be great. I would I would love that. I'm a big fan of Good Brook Lopez. Yeah, me too. I'm always gonna I like I have that uh, that uh, video the highlights of him in that game against the Nuggets where he hits nine threes queued up all the time. Watch that all the time. You know exactly what game I'm talking. Did he about. Hit a, was there a big clap in that one? Was that when he was a big big clap in still? No, that was the Raptors game one. Oh yeah, that was playoffs. I thought he did that more than once. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We're both the, the famous wrong, the famous gift is from uh, That's Raptors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That game he went nuts too, didn't he? Yeah, he won the Bucks that game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, maybe 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 I got too sour too early. It's just I, that was two years ago. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Uh, that's a very good point. He was good in the Miami series too. I just think the fact that they were going to not him to close games and then suddenly winning games like they were going to lose, it's not a great sign. I think we might need to recalibrate just what he is and, you know, maybe go from foundational starter to 
good rotation piece, and maybe now that's just the new expectation. Maybe maybe that's important in this too. I don't know. I, I think I'm glad the picture with Brooke Lopez has gotten more complicated though, because it looked like it was just going to be, oh my goodness, this is this is bad, and they need to do something. Now I don't know if they need to, but I still think options are going to be key, whether it's getting more out of the guys on the roster or finding another big body or just a better stretch four to play next to Giannis. Yeah, I like I like the way you put that. Just it got more complicated, which is which is really it's really a good thing based on how Brooke Lopez is trending. It's oh, I love you. Thank Brooke. goodness. I love you, yeah. Big, big nothing but love for Brolo, despite some of the tweets. Uh, Lopez, as basketball references. Lopez is not bad either, but Brolo is That's the Brolo is the nickname. It's bad. <laughs> Splash we, Mountains on there though. Oh, Splash Mountains, really good. Shout out to Tea Time, Robin Lopez, who we got to see close up. Oh yeah, I I will say just lastly, I miss I miss Robin Lopez in oh, terms yeah. of content. It's just, it was it was incredible. Like just you you don't really miss it until it's gone, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize realize what you had. I still can't believe he opted out and then got more money. Like I'm still genuinely kind of shocked by that. But you know, as nice as it would be to have another dependable veteran center uh, at that price tag. Just give me some Diakite minutes because we've seen, we've literally seen he wouldn't play in the playoffs anyway. So why spend $5 million on a depth that, I mean, I don't, you could argue if it's necessary or not, but if it's not going to be used, it doesn't really matter how, how needed it is. Yeah, for sure. It's just, if it needs to be important depth rather than just depth to have. Which I guess just to put a bow on this kind of like the Tory Craig thing. Like I, I know there's people screaming, Tory Craig's name when I say a better stretch forward to play next to Giannis. And listen, maybe, but it doesn't seem like we're going to see it. So uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not arguing that that's right or wrong. I don't honestly have that many strong Tory Craig feelings, but I'm just, I'm over it. I'm just going to keep thinking about other options because clearly, like, it doesn't see, at least it doesn't now seem like that's going to be a thing. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it. You're over <laughs> it in what way? Like you just don't want to hear about it anymore? You're... I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Like he's, he's not going to yeah. play unless it's garbage done. <laughs> yeah. We, that, we have to accept that. That can be a subject for a whole other podcast, I think. Yes. Someday. Okay. Maybe. But, yeah. Okay. Do we have anything else for this uh, this episode here? I think we're good. I think we, we covered Brooke Lopez pretty thoroughly. Encouraging stuff lately. Hopefully it uh, Hopefully it keeps up. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we can wrap this up here and say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe and leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you tell all of your friends and family about the show and stay safe, everyone. And we will talk to you next time. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.